this episode had uh some baiting it felt like but some some what i don't know the word i'm not looking for baiting but queer baiting yeah i don't know i don't know if it was really queer baiting i think it was it's really like, there the word i'm looking for but there was some stuff in here where i was like fan service i feel like it was really yes i do feel it was somewhat fan servicey but i i feel like it was their intention like their attempt to sort of like address the role of women in you know earlier time periods and to yeah, varying degrees of success but it worked for me pretty well but i'm not yeah, a woman I would say as a woman it was like we don't need this right now and gals and welcome to another episode of XOXO Riverdale. Riverdale. I'm Louis Perlman. I'm Kate Batter. I came into this podcast giggling because Kate was totally just giving me the business right before we started recording. So you can't come here unprepared like that. I know it's a disaster. This is your favorite Riverdale slash Rivervale podcast hosted by two grown-ass adults who, uh, you know, really shouldn't be watching the show anymore, but here we are, and we are here to recap it for you, talk about it. Uh, today, we are covering Chapter 99, The Witching Hour, Z, <laughs> S in parentheses. Yep. Uh, the much-awaited Sabrina the Teenage Witch crossover. <laughs> Pretty excited to talk all about that with everybody. Um, <laughs> Kate's rolling her eyes. Totally understandable after the episode. Um, yeah, and you know, if you like what you hear, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, XOXO River Pod is where you can find us and all those things. And uh, we'd love to chat with you all about all things Riverdale slash Rivervale, how you're enjoying this little five episode arc, all that stuff. But first, before we get into the episode, any big news to share? Kate apparently had a news item, a Riverdale news item. That I don't know uh, if I know yet. Um, so there was an interview with Lily Reinhardt. I do not know where. Where she, she said she thinks the show is ending after season seven. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so we have so many more episodes of this show. Yep, a full, like, season and three quarters. <laughs> <laughs> By the time we're done doing this i'm gonna be like retired i know we're gonna be we might die before it ends but I'm not don't even honest. say that i don't even want to think that my fle- last fleeting thought before i die is going to be oh i never finished riverdale <laughs> don't even bring it up with me it's not even a joke it's not even a joke it's not even a joke it's just our reality that we've conscripted ourselves to mm-hmm. well that's such great news and i'm so thrilled to hear it and riverdale fans across the world will rejoice because we're getting so much more riverdale at least that means we're getting at least like 20 no like 30 31 or 32 more episodes i believe because we still Providing- have like Providing three, we still three quarters of season se- season six. Yeah, I'm hoping season seven they give it like a good European ten. 
but uh i would love that i mean i i've said for many years that actually this show should have shorter seasons uh, and mm-hmm. that it would make the show better and more compact and a little more economical in storytelling. And I actually think we're learning that through this little five episode event, which yeah. I would argue is, although we certainly have like, you know, our issues with it as fans and as watchers, I would say is much more successful than the regular show has been for a while. Oh, yeah. Up until this episode, I thought they were doing great. <laughs> well, let's get into it. What did you think about this episode? I believe I texted you, hold on to your butt. Yes. So did you uh, just, just absolutely hate it? I was bewildered by it. <laughs> like, I wouldn't even say hate because I couldn't form an emotion. Like, the whole time I was just so, like, confused and, like, mad. Like, <laughs> none of it. Like, as it went on, like, other things got worse. We're, like, halfway through. I was like, wait. 1957 Cheryl's called Poppy like why wouldn't you make that Tabitha's character <laughs> like <laughs> because her name was Poppy Blossom like I understand that but it just seems in a, in a universe with people named Pop yeah then Poppy would be Tabitha's character sure just a fully or just like they could have just chosen they just didn't have to use Poppy Do- they could have used it like Lily do you, do you want to hear a secret? Yes, I do. I thought this episode up until the end, which I didn't think stuck the landing at all, thought this episode mm-hmm. was absolutely one of the best episodes of the series. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was completely spellbinding. I thought the performances were beautiful. I thought it was wonderfully directed. This felt like real television to me, as opposed to uh, <laughs> the show, which normally feels like it's not real TV. Uh-huh. Uh, this one really did it for me. So uh, we're yeah. going to have wildly different opinions, which sometimes happens. And I very much respect. Did you find the ending very confusing? Hugely. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. The ending re- really disappointed me because I liked the rest of it so much. Also, a lot of the math doesn't quite check out on this episode, as one can imagine. Well, yeah, definitely there was some numbers stuff that was really odd, for sure. Yep. Yes, absolutely. Um, But that being said, it was a focus on some of the stronger actors in the show getting to do things that they normally don't get to do, and I thought... It was very well cast and it seemed like they were all breathing a breath of fresh air by getting to do this. One performer who I felt will get there gave a very bad performance for about three scenes in a row. And then like on either side of it did pretty well. (laughs) Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll talk about that before Mm -hmm. we, one more little mini discussion I want to have before we get into the recap is This was the much-touted, heralded Sabrina crossover episode. In my opinion, this was the part of the episode that was a major, major letdown. In Mm -hmm. that, she showed up for a scene. Yeah, and she showed up with a lot of fanfare and a big uh, fan. Literally blowing Literally a fan blowing her hair. Yeah, her hair looked great as as the fan was blowing it. But... I think that for people that were fans of both this and this Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, of which there are many that liked both shows, 
-hmm. people wanted to see her running around properly and interacting with the rest of the cast. And instead, we just got her doing a singular scene basically with Madeline Patch. And that was pretty disappointing, I felt. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like, and felt like a real kind of like, uh, like a, like a very weird choice that I think Mm -hmm. must, something must have happened behind the scenes that led to that. Like her not really wanting to do it. Madeline Patch or not Madeline Patch. Sorry. um, Kiernan Shipka. Kiernan Mm -hmm. Shipka not really wanting to do it or, or being like, yeah, I'll do a scene and this is my rate and that's it. That's all I'm doing. Um, Which I found kind of (laughs) interesting just because didn't you want to see, that uh, that character interact with like Jughead and Betty and everyone it's else. Like the, the whole episode, like I know, like they were putting like magic stuff in the whole way through, but like none of it needed. Like the crux of the plot at no point was like magic until the last three minutes. You definitely, yeah. Like all the stuff that involved magic the whole way through, like you could have done that exact same plot without magic. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and we'll get into that. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. So let's get into the the recap because I, I do agree with that. But spellbinding, yeah. also, this is me being really facetious, but I thought it was better than Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Just saying that. Okay, Whoa. here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Portrait of a Woman on Fire, rather. I apologize. <laughs> I think it is Lady. Is it? I can't remember. I think it's I think Lady, it's, but okay. also Bowl. Well, also, that movie is boring you know and is for not gay people to feel good about gay things. Anyway. <laughs> I didn't love it, but I liked that the cast walked out anytime uh, Roman Polanski won anything instead of them. Yes. <laughs> Of course, anytime anybody's going to be mad at Roman Plansky, I'm cool with it. Yeah. So. <laughs> we have high bars. <laughs> so Juggy walking through Thornhill here. Yeah. And he says that Thornhill is haunted by either ghosts, memories, or a curse, mm-hmm. uh, which sets up the episode quite well. And uh, uh, kudos to, I feel, the... Uh, art director and the cinematographer uh, and the costume, the costume designer felt like they worked really hard to make this episode feel quite Sabrina ish right from the get go. And all the way through, it felt Mm -hmm. in tone uh, aesthetically like a Sabrina episode, which made it all the more disappointing that she didn't show up until five minutes before the show ended, but it was cool. And then, and then we learn that we're going through three different storylines. We've got mm-hmm. the Cheryl of today, and then we've got Poppy Blossom of 1957 and Abigail Blossom of 1852. I believe it's 1892. Oh, my apologies. <laughs> it's mildly important because it does help the math a little. Oh, okay. Cool, it's cool. been 52, but uh, okay. <laughs> math's not great. Math's not great. <laughs> or, well, the math would be... We'll get to it. So we're already strapping ourselves into sort of a really uh, a big uh, format shift for the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, And one that I thought they pulled off really well in that we always knew which Cheryl we were dealing with. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like, wait, who the fuck is this? <laughs> like, like yeah. the look of That's Poppy. That's to costume and hair and makeup. Agreed, 100%. Agreed, totally. And um, also, I thought, once again, 
the aesthetics of the way that the three different time periods were shot were all quite different, which helped with it as well. Yeah. Yeah. I will say Cheryl wears her iconic spider brooch through time, despite plastic not being invented yet. Yes, because remember that Cheryl said, I believe she said something earlier in the in the series that it's made out of that material, that 50s plastic material that's now very uh, difficult to, you know, like every, what is it again? Do you it's know what? It's Bakelite. It's yeah, Bakelite. And didn't she say that her spider brooch was Bakelite? I don't know if she did or if just the internet figured it out. Yeah, we may have figured that out on our own with other fans that it's a Bakelite yeah, we, spider brooch. Other fans figured it out. We did it. it. We figured it out. The best Riverdale fans, you and me, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> we are costume jewelry historians. Yes, that's why we do this show. <laughs> um, so we find out that Bailey's Comet Comet comes by every 63 years. Yes. Uh, and this episode is sponsored by Bailey's Comet. Comets, yes. they come by every once in a while and they're special. Comets. Yes. Now, I assume this was a take on Haley's Comet. I would assume so as well, yes. Which comes by every 75 to 76 years. Yes. Now, if we do the math here uh, between every year, so we have 1892, Cheryl, 1892 to 1957 is 65, which is a couple years off, but comets are usually like in a range. Um, and then uh, 1957 to what it's supposed to be, which is 2025, is 67 to 68 years, which is even further off. But if we do like the 65 years in between, it does go to like 2022. So I think they once again forgot what year this show takes place in. <laughs> I, I thank you for that. Thank you for that breakdown. <laughs> it also like was very confusing generationally because one would assume that like based on how old the core four are that their parents were born like maybe like late 60s, early 70s. So I guess like I don't believe that's correct. Because, how old are they supposed to be? Because I'll tell you why. Um remember there was that episode uh, that was the flashback episode that was with all of their parents that was set in the mid eighties with them okay. in high school. Right. So would that would be them in there. Mm -hmm. So if they were like assuming like 15, 16. Oh, you're right. So they would be born yeah. in the late, in the late sixties. That's correct. Right. So this yeah. would have to be at best. They're like 10 to 11 year older than them siblings. Yes. Being born in this episode. Yeah. yeah so it, it so, doesn't uh, really make sense. No, I mean, why would it? But also, yes. I, don't know. I mean, a, another, another big thing, <laughs> another big thing, I think that you're sort of like plot wise, uh, is sort of delving into a little bit is just like, so Nana Rose who's this older woman who is dying in this episode. Mm -hmm. And also, sadly for us, I hope that she doesn't die in real life Riverdale because I love the character. Yeah. You know, um, but she, you know, she, she died in this episode. She would have been flitting through the family 
during these storylines and then she she wasn't able to she didn't she would have been like poppy's sister yeah that's correct yeah but also like a little bit old a little bit older than poppy yeah right so um unclear yeah that's correct (laughs) anyway (laughs) so they're going to cast a spell we think to save uh nana rose's life but it ends up being much stranger and more complicated than that also i gotta say if that like when they presented that i was like this is too late in life to plant the seed for eternal life like you're gonna be this old for like why didn't you do this sooner in like a younger body sure but then we learn why we learn what the real deal is yeah and then we (laughs) we meet uh uh tam tam tate (laughs) yeah what is tam tam short for tammy tam yeah probably tammy is tammy short for something uh no i think tammy is its own full name okay yeah, because, you know, like, these are typical 1950s nicknames. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, my dad, his real name is Paul. You want to know what his nickname is? Polly? Pacey. Whoa. Yeah, a whole other thing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so we're already into it. Super fun when Poppy Blossom suggest to Tam Tam to poison her husband. Right, who we later see is a mystery man who's bad at running pops, I guess. Yes, absolutely. He's not important. He's not one of Because we our... get introduced and then unintroduced to several characters. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Uh, but however, uh, something else about this overall episode, just thought that it sort of used the cast as like a group of ensemble players in certain ways which mm-hmm. also I enjoyed because once again, allowed them to do different things and it treated them. It, it played to their strengths a little bit instead mm-hmm. of it being like, okay, Cami Mendez, you're going to smash this car this week. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so then uh, we get this scene with uh, Abigail mm-hmm. where we learn that her brother is off fighting in world war one. Yes. Uh, and, no, well, in war, they're like, that's not World War One. You're right. It's earlier than World War One. It's you're like, right. God, it's after Civil War Two. Yeah, it's, 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 it's another Riverdale trope of quote unquote war. Is there like something in there like the Spanish American War? I bet there, I bet that maybe that's the war that it was. I'm going to look real quick. Sure. The only thing is, there's a lot of wars to. I know in the U.S. in our whoopsie imperialist imperialism capitalism. Uh, Oh God, this is listing like rebellions and shit. Jesus Christ, we are not at war during those years. Oh my God, (laughs) it's a time of peacetime. So of course the Riverdale writer is going to put a fake war in. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, oh, no, no, no. I stand corrected. It is in the Pine Ridge campaign of the American Indian Wars. Oof. A lot of stuff happening, it looks like, in Mexico around the time. Oh, okay. Well, I guess fake Jason was off doing that. Yeah. When did we defeat the Al... When, the, when was Alamo? 
Oh, way earlier than that. Yeah, I have no idea what the fuck this is. It's yeah. war. They're playing war in their war costumes. Uh, <laughs> and they're also facing a pox of some sort. Yes, this like this like plague. Yeah. Yep. Which felt so relevant to the last two years that we've had. Yep. So then uh, we have, but then we have that scene that I, I dug where she asks Thomasina, she's interviewing her. She says, are you married? Mm-hmm. Thomasina says, no. And then she says yeah. to her, I have no need for men with husbands, which I thought was kind of sexy and awesome. <laughs> I liked yeah, all I this. Wrote, I thought I this was no sexy. Yes. <laughs> This episode had uh, some baiting, it felt like, but... Some some what? I don't know. The word, I'm not looking for baiting, but... Queer baiting? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it was really queer baiting. I think it was it's really like, there. That's not the word I'm looking for, but there was some stuff in here where I was like, fan service. I feel That's like it was really... Yes, I do feel it was somewhat fan service but I, I feel like it was their intention, like, their attempt to sort of, like, address the role of women in you know, earlier time periods and yeah, some very degrees also, of success, but it worked for me pretty well, but I'm not yeah, a woman. I will say as a woman, it was like, we don't need this right now. Totally. Totally. <laughs> we don't, and, this is, I get it. And, and I respect that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need a reminder that I've had disrespect. Like it's fine. Yeah. The, the ladies have been, you this know, felt written by a man who like really kind of patted himself on the back for it. Do you think so? Yeah. Like really like, Hmm. women can make their own choices and it's like yeah man we know and like i'm glad it's on tv but also i'm a little bit like okay they could just make them without saying that i wonder who wrote this i'm gonna look it up chapter 99 the witching hour yeah arabella anderson great well no respect to arabella in this house (laughs) Sorry to even bring it up. <laughs> it feels like she just found Tumblr. <laughs> so then all the candles go off to show yep. that, you know, we're traveling through time. Uh, mm-hmm. Act break. <laughs> so the girls that Cheryl were teaching, that whatever her, Abigail is teaching, are going to learn the proper etiquette regarding clear soups. Yes, which I need to learn about. So I was imp- I, I wanted there to be a whole scene yep. about how to eat clear soups properly. Because at least for me, they just get all over the place. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so clear soups. You know what? I just looked it up. Cholera. They're dealing with cholera. Ah, love in the time of cholera. I see. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Marquette's fans around here. Um, so Thomasina is like, I don't know, maybe we should learn about science and comets. And Cheryl's like, you mean impolite topics from the world of men? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, dude, comets are so impolite. Yes, they're rude. Like, it's, it's so like gross that we're talking about comets right now. Kate, do you, I don't know if you know this, but comets don't even know how to eat clear soup properly. That's like, that's the problem. Like, it's yes. so improper. <laughs> um, so we flash to uh, 1957 in a meeting of the talking club. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, 
salon. Yeah, but it's funnier to say talking club. Definitely. And we find that Bitsy is mm-hmm. dealing with her husband, Jack. Which I understand why they went Jack instead of Jughead, but it would have been fun to do like something based on Forsyth. Agreed. You're right. You're right. That would have been cool. Yeah. 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 Forsyth. Yeah, because Forsyth's such a great name. Mm-hmm. Also, we learned that Wendy Weatherby mm-hmm. has been jailed for being mm-hmm. a communist sympathizer. Correct. So we're in the height of the Red Scare. Yes. And Velma is not happy about this. No, no. And neither am I, quite frankly. No. <laughs> um, and uh, they did they name Alice? No. <laughs> She's just Alice. I think it's just Alice. I think Alice just is just Alice. older than we think she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and she is upset with the Russians because they have launched Sputnik and it is bad news. Yeah, and they don't really know what Sputnik is. Is it? Is this some sort of rocket? I think Bitsy seemed to understand, if I recall correctly. Yeah, Bitsy woman explains it to everybody else. <laughs> Classic Bitsy, am I right? Yeah, yeah. Bitsy comment. <laughs> yeah, because, uh, because they're all like, "Is it a rocket? What is this?" Yeah. Yeah, and Poppy is not a fan of witch hunts. No, and neither am I. <laughs> nope. So then Poppy gives Bitsy some birth control right she doesn't want to go to dr curdle which i wonder if the current doctor dr curdle is junior or if he is dr curdle the third because i am I, I have no idea how old dr curdle is i'm guessing dr Cur- i'm guessing dr curdle was around in the 50s that's my guess yeah so this is this is dr curdle jr's father yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah but it's, you know, uh, Bitsy doesn't want another kid, but Jack is Catholic. So <laughs> there you go. And then they make out. <laughs> yes. So, of course, this made me mildly confused. And I'm going to suspend my disbelief only because um, just I was trying to trace the lineage Mm-hmm. and try to think about if these two characters were cousins. Yep. Yeah, I don't know if that crossed your mind as well. It did, and I just uh, moved past it because then it seems like <laughs> then it seems like this is a dream that Cheryl has because she like snaps out of it, but then it does come back later. Oh, yeah, no, I, don't, I, I never interpreted this to be a dream. She does snap out of it in a dreamlike way. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, it's not. So that's that. Um, we find that Velma and her husband are having a little bit of a vanilla time in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. So she gets the Kama Sutra, which is, and I quote, the bee's knees. I loved that line. Have you read the Kama Sutra? It's the bee's knees. The bee's knees. Uh, yes. And then she gets a little love potion. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to more ladies making out, but it's Thomasine and Abigail, which felt normal like that did not feel servicey in any way whatsoever no that is because that's the relationship to end all relationships in my opinion yeah absolutely uh and they're interrupted by constable keller right and they say only trouble comes knocking at this hour which is fun and reminded me of an episode of boy meets world but boy meets world was way funnier and handled it funnier sure comedy yes (laughs) (laughs) the end yeah so constable keller comes and he says that Thomasina is a murderer. Mm-hmm. 
And that was a shock because Thomasina's so nice and we love her. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, uh, and then Jack Jones, is this when Jack Jones shows up at Poppy's door and yells at her? Yeah. Yes. Yep. That's what happens. That's the sum of it. Yeah. Uh, I thought Cole was pretty good in this whole episode. Yeah. He was not my problem. Yeah. And different, a little different in my opinion. Yeah, I felt like some of these guys were able to, like, have fun with these different characters, and then one was having fun, but it didn't work. <laughs> and I'm sure we're getting to it. That's this is, we're, we're, we're waiting for you to drop that bomb. So. You started moving again, but I missed what you said. We are waiting for you to drop that bomb as to who you were disappointed in. We'll get there. Yeah, exactly. I don't want you to reveal it yet. Exactly. So yeah, then... Yeah. yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. We are back from the act break. And uh, mm -hmm. we learn that uh, Thomasina killed her abusive husband, mm -hmm. which is certainly a problem that happened Right, and it was arranged. Lot. Yeah, arranged marriage. Yes, yes, yes. This is when I felt like the episode started to get like a little heavy and over explainy. Oh, I enjoyed this. But, Maybe this made it kind of feel somewhat lush. Uh, but I get it. I get it. I love that line. We that, I love that line that Thomasina had where she said it was either his life or mine. And I chose my, I chose to live. Um, yeah. And w mm -hmm. rightfully so, because she ended up falling in love with the woman of her life. Poppy Blossom. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Or, well, at that point, Abigail, but yes. Oh, that's right. Sorry, Abigail Blossom. My apologies. <laughs> so we flashed to Cheryl, like, explaining all of this to Britta. Yes. And I don't really remember what the purpose of that scene was. <laughs> Other than just to ground us back in real in Yeah, real time. I felt like it was just to, like, remind us of Cheryl. Yes, like, and Cheryl's the one telling the story. And she is here too. And she's here too. Why are you here? Because I was in the comic. <laughs> what? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> anyway. So we're back to 1957 and Kirk Keller busts down the door with some guys. So Kirk Keller. Uh, I thought this was such a good role for Casey Cott. Mm -hmm. Because he's really is. <laughs> this isn't going to be nice. <laughs> but... <laughs> Casey Cott really does look like a creepy white guy. <laughs> like he does. There's he has like a vibe. He's got a vibe that like he should be playing one of like the tiki torch guys from the. Don't oh, you agree, yeah. Kate? Yeah. 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 So this was really good for him, and I thought he lived in this super well. And mm -hmm. I I loved him in this. Loved yeah. loved him. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Reggie did well too, as did those two nameless men. Yes, we're going to speak about Reggie a little later on because a thing happened with Reggie later on that I really enjoyed. Uh, anyway. <laughs> um, so we meet Fen Fogarty. Yes. Uh, who brings news of Abigail's brother James. Yes. From war. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And we learn that James has died. Mm -hmm. And we also learned that James has slept with Fen. 
James and Fenn had an affair. Yep, which, that's the whole plot for the rest of the episode. Oh, God, I wish. Va va voom. <laughs> I would have been into that. But no, that's not what happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then this was definitely a plot point I had a bit of a problem with where I certainly understand that women at the time had very little autonomy. That being said, she defaults to wanting to honor her brother's dying wish like immediately in a way that uh-huh. really quite surprised me. Yeah. Yeah. She does that immediately. And then they're like, well, he's got to go out to hunt. Yeah. It's like, there's no, like he never planted a seed that he was going to go hunt. And like, it wasn't like a hunter gatherer society in 1892. So it was just like a big, like he's going to go hunt. Yeah. That's what that guy does. I can't wait for it's a shame we will have died before there's historical dramas about our time and there will be like men coming home and being like well I have to go trade NFTs now (laughs) do you know what I mean like we know that's what they're gonna be like (laughs) oh my god yeah (laughs) I can't wait to see what two-year-old that is alive today is gonna get to play Pete Davidson O-M-G, I cannot wait. I hope you're still alive for that. I hope we all are. What a dream. <laughs> I can't wait. Anyway. <laughs> um, so everyone in 1957 is like real mad. At yeah, they're real mad at this nice girl. I like her so much. <laughs> and the whole town is. Poppy's so cool. Pop, they're so lucky to have Poppy. She's so cool. And instead, they're so awful to her. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, people in the 50s, yeah, conservative conservative 50s. Yeah. They didn't like, you know, um, outliers like Poppy. Poppy, And then Poppy, <laughs> just, just a little detail, Poppy goes to Pops and orders a, uh, I believe, a, uh, like, it was like a tuna melt. No, it's a not patty. a tuna melt. It's a patty melt, which is yeah. fine. Whatever. Patty melt. But then she orders buttermilk with it. Oh, I know. That's like, whoa, whoa that's the real choice there. And it felt again, like with regards to the hunting that they were like, that's just what the fifties were like. Yeah. I don't think like, people drank buttermilk in the fifties. Like They didn't care to ask a human who was alive then. Yeah. I believe that buttermilk, it was mainly used in recipes as it still is. That's what it's for. Yeah. It's for... like on the internet the other day, someone made a big huff about how no one remembers what it was like in the early nineties. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, no, man, we, we have pretty solid memories of that. Yeah, I have pretty good memories of the early 90s. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's not hard to find people that remember. It's not like you have to go to your grandma's weird friends. Like Totally. <laughs> yeah, I could. Yeah, I'm only 40. And I could regale you about the time that I was in my, you know, that I was like 10. Yes. I remember. <laughs> 10 or 11. Yeah. Yeah. I sure played a lot of Super Mario 3, let me tell you. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I think you mean to say uh, foraged for berries. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so, so Pops, uh, I like this scene. She was being so brave. I love her. She's mm-hmm. my favorite of the three of them, I think. Mm-hmm. Poppy Blossom. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then she goes back to her house and they're taking all her heirlooms. Mm-hmm. And that's she's a commie sympathizer. It's so invasive and awful. People yeah, are so like cruel really- to each other creepy yeah it's very creepy invasive yes so yeah then i wrote down that um uh 
Sven Fogarty is a forager. Because I'm like, what's he doing? Oh, no, he's a forger. I'm sorry. Forger, yeah, it's like, is this, are we playing on the hunter-gatherer part still? Yeah. So he's a forger. Mm-hmm. And then we learn very quickly, and I'm cool with this. I'm fine with this in this anthology, you know, this Riverdale five episode thing that he's trafficking the dark arts and he's a warlock. Yeah, I wrote trafficking in dark arts and then very large warlock. Yeah, he's a big warlock. And then they and then very quickly. They- sorry, sorry to interrupt you. Just but very quickly, we learn Thomasina is a witch. So okay, yeah, let's go with and it. Part of this is decided because they see the death portraits, which uh, were normal. Normal how? Like at the time, like they just, they waited until people died to take pictures. Did they do that? Oh yeah, you didn't know that? Oh, that's- Okay, explain this to me. I didn't know about death portraits. So because uh, camera exposure was so long mm-hmm. and people would move, um, often when like, especially with kids because they like wiggle a lot, but a lot of times because they were so expensive too that you're only going to take like one picture of someone ever and they need to sit still for like 20 minutes. So a lot of pictures you see of like early pictures, those people are dead. A lot of those pictures. That's fascinating. I had no idea. That's you've very seen a interesting. Lot of, you've seen a lot of pictures of dead people and you had no idea. Ex- interesting. I'm going to look up death portraits after we were. I don't know if that's the to, exact word in there, but that's like. That's what they call them on the show. And the show's very historically accurate, apparently. Yeah. So. There's one thing we know about Riverdale is that they do all their research. Exactly. <laughs> well, I didn't know that. That's That's fascinating. Yeah, and I did notice as they're going through the pictures, he has one of Jason, and I wrote, good for that actor. <laughs> he just gets to do so much on this show without having he, to do anything. And he comes back next week. Like, God, that guy is just, like, getting the world. Good for him, you know? I know, absolutely. Like, they're setting up Fen to be the bad guy, and I was like, he's kind of hot right now, though. He, well, he could be a hot bad guy, yeah. And then we get to... He calls... He calls Thomasina a sassy, sa- sapphic wench, which yes. is a wonderful line. So this is the point where I felt that his acting really went downhill. Sure, sure. He's my problem. It's like, there's some scenes in here that are so flat because of him. Just like he could not, do- this was, I feel like he could have been so good and was almost trying to play it too grounded. Yeah. When he needed to just be like, he was playing a crazy person. Like, be crazy, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like crazy and evil. Yeah, it just yeah. like, we'll get to some stuff in here that I feel like he just like totally took away from the moment. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, 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 like I agree with that. Cute. I agree with that. He's still cutie and Abigail will marry him to save her Thomasina, who yes. he's threatening. And this threatening is like so bad. <laughs> like, I was just like, do you want to kill her? Seems like you don't want it, but like not in a like torn way, in a just like ugh. In a we yeah, rushed like, through the scene like, way because of our shooting schedule way. Yeah, it just seems like yeah. he doesn't really want to be here. Like that he memorized the lines, but like forgot to like think about how his character would feel. And it, it's like reciting the ABC's from this was like easily he was the worst part of this episode. Yeah, I hear ya. I get it. <laughs> I'm glad you agree with me because this was setting up to be a big bomb. And then it was like, yeah, no, he's pretty bad. No, you're right. You're right about this. Like, it didn't bother me as much as it bothered you. But I do. Uh, yeah, he wasn't it great in like, this scene. Yeah, it could have been like so like American Psycho and then was just like uh, uh, 
a 10th grader who joined drama club to meet girls. Totally. Totally. And he meets so many girls in this episode. Yep. And all the girls are interested in him. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so we get to them questioning Poppy. And we find that, yes, she has been to Russia to play chess. Mm-hmm. Because this is also a Queen's Gambit crossover. That's right. <laughs> and um, then Betsy. Bitsy is Bitsy. Bitsy is pregnant, but says some really mean shit. Yeah, she says that Poppy's a sexually repressed spinster. Yeah, and it's, you know, you don't know me. You don't know anything about me. And and this is Bitsy just, just like, just really uh, uh, lashing out. And I thought, well-played scene with these two actors. Mm-hmm. And very upsetting. Uh, yeah. I just felt so bad for Poppy, my new most fav- favorite character on, on Riverdale. <laughs> Um, and then we go to an act break. And as soon as we come back, Bitsy is in labor. Yeah, and we flash forward for a little bit. So they said it like a flash forward, but like she was still, Poppy was still like wearing the same dress in the same like one cell in the local jail. Yes. Nine months later. Yeah, they just made her live in that dress, which is very mean. But it was very clean. Well, you know, she probably used magic to clean. That's true. You're right. You're right. Here I am questioning magic. Exactly. Exactly. I also just shout out this entire sequence. Thought all the music used in this episode was fucking awesome. I loved all of it. All these sort of weird, wistful female love ballads. I thought they were very cool. Yeah. And we find mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that everything, the big thing, so the marriage from... 19 or 1892 and the birth from 1957 and things happening in this episode all take place when bailey's comet passes and yes. bailey's comet is portrayed as about to hit earth and wipe out humankind absolutely because it's the brightest thing that's ever happened <laughs> it is the second dinosaur issue but it uh, looks like it looks like they just kept their lights from all those ufo episodes from last season and just showed them through the windows it felt you know like what you I mean? every like apocalypse movie Totally. Where everyone's just like standing there looking at the sky like, well, this is it. Yeah, it was pretty bright. Yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty insane. Uh, also, this is the, uh, this is what I want to bring up about Reggie is in this scene, the wedding scene, Reggie plays the vicar and mm. they gave him some really, really pretty chops, which I thought were, you know, very sexy. <laughs> I was into the, I was into Reggie's mutt- muttons. Uh, I like that yeah. a lot. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then we are reminded very briefly of Lizzie Borden in the most short-sighted uh, foreshadowing in television history. Well, I it wouldn't is, say it's, it's foreshadowing as much as it's just, hey, remember this? That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting because she was walking with the axe and I was like, I wonder if she's going to Lizzie Borden him. And then she did. And then I was like, oh, do people like not associate axe chopping people to death with Lizzie Borden normally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. like who is that associated with? If not Lizzie, if Borden? not Lizzie Borden, yeah. But she chops up uh, Sven. Sven. Yeah, it doesn't do like a great job. Well, he just st- because he's like a scary supernatural warlock. Okay, I believe. But then when she when she found Jason's death portrait. Mm-hmm. I audibly gasped. I was shocked. I was. Oh, just, you mean Tony's? 
Oh, so, sorry. <laughs> That's right. This is when she finds Tony's death portrait. Also, what I got to uh, say Tabitha's. about this. When she found Tabitha's death portrait, I audibly gasped. This worked really well for me as a plot yeah, line on Tabitha the show. Yeah, Tabitha had to have been dead for, like, at least an hour. Yes. Based on, like, exposure time. And then, like, he had to set up a dark room. Yes. Yes. They, they let him set up a dark room and then use it and then noticed I think he just did it all himself. And you're right. It makes absolutely no sense. And I'm justifying way too much. Yeah. (laughs) You're really trying to justify this. I just really liked this episode. I thought it was so nice. I liked all the women. (laughs) Just let me have my woman romance drama. (laughs) Yeah. But then I will say that like Fen dying, he did act a little better here. Yes. He was in better shape here. I do agree with that. Yeah. But then, like, he cursed her to remain unloved and alone for her, for, and, and to live eternally, I believe. Right. And then I was like, but how does she get offspring? Like, how are there more generations after her? Of blossoms? Yeah. Well, this makes the argument there. <sighs> Yeah, because then all the other blossoms that are like around had to have been from another branch, but it seems like the only, yeah, it's like, seems like the only uh, sibling that's left and and lineage of the family is, um, you know, is is, uh, uh, Abigail Blossom because that version of Jason has died. Right. There wasn't one of like that, you know, 1870s Jason's child. Yeah. And then we'll get to how they explain this at the end. But like, if we'll get it when we get there, because the ending is very weird. Yeah, I agree. And as I said, I didn't think that it it stuck the landing on the ending. And that was disappointing to me. Yeah. (laughs) Because I thought the rest of this episode was just fabulous. Um. So, yeah, at this point, I was like, wait, who is Rose? Totally. Yeah. (laughs) Who is Rose? (laughs) That's a great question that I was asking as well. And why is Rose not in these stories as well? And then, like, how does Clifford come to be? And Penelope? And then, like, we'll get to it. Because I have a big question that we won't have an answer to. Yes. Um, So, at this point, we find that Bitsy has poisoned Jack. Yes. Good for her. Yeah. And then ding dong, Sabrina calling. Uh, with Season of the Witch just fucking blaring. Yep, and wind blowing in Wind blowing hair. through. And Kiernan Shipka, I just want to say, looks really cute in this episode. She looked great. She looked great. She looked fabulous. Love her to bits. Uh, why are you only in the last five minutes of this? <laughs> yeah, and this last... So, man, this ending. <laughs> yeah, so, so this is when it gets really confusing so they yeah. they do this transference spell right and my question is who is transferring to who unclear for at least three minutes so so basically what was explained let's talk about it now okay is that nana rose was her own autonomous soul her own mm-hmm. autonomous being yeah and then there was this eternal 
character, this unaging character. Right. Who ended so up Abigail, being Abigail, uh, Poppy, and Cheryl. Right. They are not anyone's children. It's just Abigail changed her name to Poppy, and then Poppy changed her name to Cheryl. That's correct. And then this is where I wonder, like, Cliff and Penelope just, like, suddenly had a teenage girl. Yes. Yeah, it's it's... It's using the fact that this is an alternate reality too much to just kind of do away with any of the logistics, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's like, oh, so in this, in this, in the world of Rivervale and, you know, and maybe this will be explained in the hundredth episode, but Hey, guess what? It probably won't be wink, wink, wink. It will not be like in the world of Rivervale was, did, did Cheryl just sort of appear one day coming out of Thornhill and be like, Hey everybody, it's me, Cheryl. I'm a teenage girl. You know what I mean? Because that would yeah. be what would have had to have happened. And like and when we saw Penelope nobody questioning 19- it, like nobody was like, "Where the Penelope- fuck are your parents?" Yeah, in Penelope in 1985, did she have a sister? Like what? Like, yeah. what who was? Where was she? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, or like, or did Penelope and Cliff even exist in this reality? Yeah. At all? Yeah. Yeah. But it still doesn't explain how, like, Nana Rose existed. Uh, so. No, no, it doesn't. Um, but so the whole thing is, so they're transferring this Cheryl, Poppy, Abigail amalgam into Nana Rose. Mm-hmm. And Nana Rose into Cheryl. Yeah. And, like, the point being that it's because, like, I guess I just don't know how spells work. And if it attaches to the soul or to the body. Because in my head, now it just seems like, Nana Rose's body is going to be stuck that way with this soul in it. What like they didn't what they what they tried to explain, and I agree it wasn't clear. But what I drew from this muddy explanation is that the comet created a world of malleability where they could mm. enact this spell and break the curse that normally they wouldn't have been able to break. Okay, but this is not me being like, didn't you get that, Kate? <laughs> Like, and then please don't think Cheryl, that's how I think about it. Yeah. <laughs> the Cheryl we're dealing with is now Nana Rose. That's so is right. Is she like still going to be like into Tony and stuff? Like, what is, well, Tony's dead. So actually, yeah. no, never mind. Who cares? That's right. Tony has wandered into the lake. <laughs> right. So. so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but my question, well, wait, like, before it got to like the real explanation, when they said like, the transformation over like Nana Rose is transformed. My thought was like, is she a tree now? Like what is that'd be nice. Like I, I wrote, is she a tree now? Yeah. I would have like very specific. I think uh, that's what happened in the Sabrina comics, the chilling adventure of Sabrina comics. So someone turned into a tree. Sure. So why wouldn't that happen in this show? Yeah. Right. There's no reason to not turn someone else into a tree. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, and then there's sort of this like coda of an explanation that they 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 compare this transference spell to Freaky Friday, which in itself is like you can't just say Freaky Friday and be like, and that's how this works. The end. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I kind of like they're just like grand assumption that everyone was like, oh, Freaky Friday, got it. Okay. Oh, cool. Okay. So switch around. We all get Freaky Friday. We all get yeah, Freaky Friday. The young one goes into the old one, and the old one goes into the young one. I get it. Freaky, okay. Freaky, bye. Freaky, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I do think that. Freaky Friday plays the same level of knowledgeability as Lizzie Borden did early in the episode. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I would argue that's probably the case. 
And then Sabrina explains that there is no true death for witches. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then Sabrina says, after all, I died and came back in a different form. Right. And that's just sort of, I think, a little button on like why she's in this episode at all, because, you know, spoiler alert to the show that now that's now a few years old at the end of Sabrina, the teenage or the chilling adventures of Sabrina, the mm. character dies. So, yeah. So she's yeah. back in another form. That's fine. Uh, and then <laughs> this is the part that I really didn't understand. Oh, yeah. Is they're wandering a graveyard that I didn't really understand and then they're reunited in the graveyard so was that their souls in the afterlife or in the world of the 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 after did you watch all of Chilling Adventures I did not I didn't watch all of it either maybe this is some sort of witch purgatory that is explained in Chilling Adventures better I have a feeling that it is not yeah I called it I called it cosmic graveyard because I really didn't know what it was. Like, I was like, okay, they're in some sort of like metaphorical spiritual graveyard. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, and then we see the Riverdale town sign, which is there be witches here. Finally. Which was an insane way of putting here be witches. Yes. <laughs> but also we've been waiting for there to be witches in Riverdale for a really long time. So I'm, Glad it's finally happened, and I'm a little sad that it's in an alternate reality, but such is life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the episode, folks. <laughs> so who's on your power list? I wrote a comet, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> My power list was Cheryl, mm-hmm. Sabrina, mm-hmm. and uh, mean Nazi Kevin Keller. Great. Yes. Who did you have a crush on? I put Fen, but I put a question mark because only for parts of the episode. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I wrote Poppy. Yeah, Poppy was great. <laughs> My crushes were Sabrina, mm-hmm. Thomasina, fabulous. Mm-hmm. Great. And of course, Vicar Mantle <laughs> with his little hairdo. So next episode is the 100th episode of the series. Yeah. And it's going to be our long-awaited multiverse episode. Yeah, and listen up because it's going to be a lot of surprises here on XOXO Riverdale. (laughs) Kate just went, no, not really. There won't be any surprises. (laughs) Throw me under the bus like that. (laughs) I'm trying to get our listeners to come back week to week. Yes, that's right. Yes, well, you like us for the banter. But yeah, it's going to be super, super fun. Um, We've had... Well, I've had, and Kate's always like, yeah, okay, Louie, uh, some theories that this show's existed in a multiverse since it started. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they're going to play with that for an episode, I think is going to be fun. However, are we going to be satisfied with it? We will see. Mm-hmm. The Jughead Paradox coming next week. Yeah, it had some, like, I, I saw the preview for next week and it did have people like, oh, wait, they did mention like, timelines converging yes the so that is that is it it is like the uh, cloverfield paradox yes which it's ever is everyone's favorite paradoxal movie yes uh crisis on infinite jugheads yeah <laughs> all right this has been another wonderful episode of xoxo riverdale thanks to our editor angeli mercado who is the lots best. to do this week lots, lots to do, do this week yep and our theme songwriter louis ronowitz 
Yes, absolutely. And Kate, thank you for being supportive of the fact that I actually liked that episode. <laughs> I mean, all the power to you, you know? Yeah, totally. I might as well enjoy my weird hobby that we share together. Yeah, good for you. Yes. I'm Louie Perlman. I'm Kate Butter. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and the other one, Facebook, the really evil one. Bye. Bye. <laughs>